identify as somebody who's very honest, but the thought of people hearing this about me is scary just because, like, I don't want people to think, I don't know. Welcome to this podcast. This podcast is about failure, but more importantly, it's about humility, restoration, and a spectacular journey into freedom. Without failure, you'll never know when you've succeeded. From what history has said about all of the successful and important people in the world, they all failed at something. And through their failures, they learned what mistakes not to make in the future so that they could realize their dream. Realize their dream. Realize their dream. Realize their dream. Realize He stares into nothing, looking at not yet, alone, idle before him is stone, or is it a mirror? He takes one step forward, now things are clearer, stone, a big block of it. untouched, never carved, and it smells like the color gray. If only you could see his face and that smile. A piece of summertime peeks through the hole in the ceiling above him. It forms a spotlight too glorious to forego, illuminating the idle stone before him as he glows, as he glows, readying the stage for his work to begin. What is to become of this moment? His moment. Mind dreams before body does. Brain sleeps as body moves. With no point to reference, He manages to imagine magnificence for that stone standing before him. Despite anxieties, he picks up chisel and hammer and begins. It was really just kind of letting go of this whole image I had of myself. I still wanted to maintain that image in some way. I hadn't truly let it go. And I think it was truly letting that image go that help me stay here, which is kind of funny to think about. I I had to let go of an image of being the smart person to stay in college.
originally I actually got deferred to Chicago and Chicago was my top choice and I cried for like three hours and then like a week after my dad was like oh all you do is like cry when he applied to college I think he got into three out of four one of them was Columbia I was already into the Naval Academy that's where I was planning to go and I remember checking in March when they sent out the normal decisions and then seeing the congratulations on the top of the screen with all these little balloons that everyone in class 2020 remembers all the little letters were flying around and I was just it had a moment of disbelief, like, wait, what? What is this? And I was like, holy crap, I got in. It was a very, very joyous moment. Being smart had to be my thing. It's so ingrained to see your value in the school that you go to. If I didn't get into the school or like another equally amazing school, that was somehow like a reflection of my intelligence, which I guess, not to be elitist, but kind of is in some ways. I was actually in appointment with my therapist. I first read it on my phone, so it was like jacked a little bit because the like formatting was weird. Then I was like, oh my God, I got in. And she was like jumping around and stuff like that. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> seems fake. <laughs> Going into this school, I came in as a prospective physics major. And that was my whole setup the whole time. The only reason I came here was to study physics. That's how I found out about the university. That's where I thought this university could take me into a career as a bright, young, theoretical physicist. I idealized college in a lot of ways. I was really I was ready. Really so excited. To I was just moving so fast, like, so it was kind of trying to meet people, unreal. like, trying to make friends, yeah, and like, I think have freedom. It was... I, I wish I'd, like, slowed down a little bit. Um, I don't know if I was in that mental state. If I'd slowed down a little bit and, like, really thought about like what do I want out of college definitely like freedom was something that I really wanted part of even me being interested in physics and pursuing physics was based on this identity of being smart of being the smart kid and sort of trying to always assure myself that I was intellectually at least superior to the other people around me and physics is like an ideal study for that kind of perception of myself Motion is rhythm. This process was a musical one. Hammer beats chisel while chisel has fun. It vibrates right against stone. Eyes behold hands as those hands worship throne. He dances his way around that stone. With every precious care in the world. Little by little he nicks his imagination into permanence. But there is resistance. For me, 
having always been doing very well academically and, and always being near the top of my class, always getting the best test scores, always getting things early on, this became something for me to latch on to, this idea of being the smart kid. This, this gave me like something to cover up my insecurities with, something I can find identity with. In some ways, it was true that like I was doing better academically than many of my peers. But when I got to U Chicago, like that difference was no longer there. Like everyone was pretty smart. Everyone was pretty interested in in learning. Everyone did very well in high school. Everyone, you know, they had the intellectual chops. So that no longer became something different about me. And I had to kind of define myself in other ways. I had to find who I was in other ways. Like. Now everyone's a smart kid, so I can't really be the smart kid anymore. Who am I going to be? Briefly describe what academic failure looks like for you. How do you gauge it? How do you understand it? What does it mean? Well, it's like the grades, yes. But then it's a feeling, a sinking feeling. Like a roller coaster that is going down the drop, but there's like no safety net. You just keep dropping endless dropping and like kind of that realization that you're just falling and falling and falling and straight down falling so my downward spiral of failure oh that was my last year I lied to my parents a lot sometimes it's like small things it's like dumb things there's there's the big things like oh lying about the grades I get and lying about lying about um, being on academic probation but there's like small things like oh did you exercise today yeah I went to the gym at 9 a.m you know like there's no shortage of small lies did you tell your parents that you're struggling oh no I don't know if it's to protect myself or to protect them I don't know what is the biggest component of that I guess the $250,000 that they're holding over my head. Like, they're not holding it, but it feels like it's being held over my head. Why does it feel like that? Um, because I'm wasting $250,000 to go to school. I don't know if it's a waste. I don't, it's not a waste. I don't want to say that. I'm spending a quarter of a million dollars. That's only for the school. And then, like, my parents waited, like, eight years to have me because they were saving money. For me but I wasn't even born yet so that's a lot the academic course load of physics and math I was taking my first few quarters at the school were very difficult for me it put my goals and my aspirations into a perspective where I, I realized how hard they were going to be to actually do and that they weren't going to be this idealized romantic quest that I had in mind. I, in, the, in the past, I hadn't really been challenged like that academically. I didn't think I could be challenged that way. I thought everything was just going to keep coming easy to me, or that with enough time I'd get through it. But I was facing things where I spent hours and still just not making much progress at all. And at the time, I had gone into it so naively, just thinking it was going to be more or less like, I, I thought I was going to work hard, but I didn't realize what that was going to feel like. And what that felt like was just struggling without knowing what to do. Feeling dumb, feeling stupid, feeling like I wasn't meant for this, I wasn't cut out for it. Yeah, it really kind of knocked me down, too. Because I, I felt uh, very intellectually superior to like most 
No, I don't know. I'm messing this up. I'm messing this up. I'm messing this up. because so my parents are a little bit older than other parents of people my age they're not like ancient or whatever but they talk a lot about retirement which stresses me out it's crazy I I think about that I think about a lot of things a lot which is why I can't study because I'm thinking about all these other things (laughs) and I just if my parents didn't have me or my brother and didn't like make that commitment to pay for our education. I don't know. It's not just like a quarter of a million dollars. It's also like the money that it took me to get here. Tutoring, SAT prep, and then I also took the ACT. So like they shifted gears on that and the college application. Just like, it's always about money. I don't know, that sounds bad, but, and I don't think it, it is at the same time but that's what it feels like because we talk about it so much like the cost of things and the money that it took to get me here they worked a lot for that my dad works a lot so that it's not only like hours he's putting in at work it's like hours that we didn't spend time together because like he was working and like he was doing stuff for us I don't know so it feels a little ungrateful to kind of throw that money in their face by not doing well which kind of sucks I was just totally tired of this university experience I wanted nothing to do with physics it had made me so angry that I wasn't getting it right away just like everything else Um, that my idealism about physics had been totally crushed. Here I thought I was going to be, you know, on my way to be the next Albert Einstein or Stephen Hawking. I just wanted to get as far away from the academic life as possible. For me, that meant the military. All the time I was spending studying, I just started spending working out. I was going to try out for special operations as an army ranger. Started talking to recruiters, went to get medically cleared. I was pretty much ready to go. That was the end of physics for me, and I gave up. hurt the soft velvet of his hands. Hard hits are rejected by Stone's strong will every time his hammer lands, oh idle stone. Why do you resist my chisel? No, 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 no. He hits harder. Cloud around face can't breathe. It gets larger. He sneezes. In hellfire, sweat beads rain down from the bags under his glistening eyes. 
towards the puddle above his puckered lip. He backpedals into the shadows of the floor. He can give no more. It got, I mean, it just got bad to the point of making me want to quit. Like, I, I wanted to leave the school. I was going to leave the school. What kept me from doing that, one view could be fear of wanting to leave school and then trying something else. That might be part of the equation, but I think the main thing was just realizing that just because things are difficult now doesn't mean you need to get the hell out of here. I mean, you could find another way. You might struggle for a bit. You might have been wrong about why you came to this school in the first place, but there are, might be other redeeming things for you to be here about. And for me, there are multiple things. I don't know if it's just college. Like, I've just changed so much, too. I think it's changed a lot, like, my relationship with my parents. I went home two weeks ago, and my professor deducted my presentation grade from a B to a C because I didn't cite properly. And I said, like, oh, like, I'd wish I'd never come to the school. And I didn't really mean that, but I just said it because I was so upset. They were like, your happiness is worth a lot more than the cost of this school. If you want to transfer and you have to take two more years to go to another school, like, we'll do that. If you need to go to graduate school, we'll be there for you. It's not only financial support, while that is important, but acknowledging that they were like, okay, like if I took a gap year in the middle of college or took a year off after college or took a quarter off or whatever like I needed to do to be happy, that they supported me and that was really important. What happens when you form an idol of yourself, you have this image of yourself being the smart person, as soon as something comes into your life that contradicts that, it throws you off, it puts you down. So that meant trying to always be right, you know, talking to people, arguing with people, like subtly putting other people down in a passive-aggressive way and just showing them that I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you. Um, it meant as soon as challenges came into my life that showed that I didn't know everything, that things were going to be very difficult for me intellectually, it meant those challenges were really hard. And I think that's what happened when I got to U Chicago, is I was... You know, my, my naivety was interrupted by the difficult coursework here. What are three things you call yourself once you fail? As a reaction to failing? Yeah. I think lazy is one. Absent-minded. Complacent. Complacent, why? I think complacent because the thing about, like, really achieving success in a world where you have to really work for it which was not always a world I lived in, you can't stop. You do well once, you work really hard, and if you get too complacent, if you get too satisfied with just that one achievement, then it's, that's, that's just going to be it. It's just going to be one thing. You have to keep going, keep working hard day in and day out, and that's something very difficult to keep up with. Any one accomplishment, any one achievement, any one moment where you did something you could truly be proud of and get behind is great, but it's the it's the personhood, it's the daily activity, it's the being who you are rather than just something that you've done once or twice. It's only something that defines who you are when it's a process, a continual a continual thing you do. And complacency gets in the way of that. 
now would have been like my ideal support after we've had conversation about it. Ultimately, like as much as I could tell like my friends, I would need my parents' support just because that was also like where my stress came from, not to like blame it on them, but I still wanted to be like seen in a certain way, like academic standing and stuff like that. So to recognize that a lot of the things that I was feeling were maybe not misunderstandings, but what my understanding of their expectations for me and how that impacted the way I went about things, what I felt like I needed to do and like who I needed to be. Let's say I had gone to a school that wouldn't have challenged me as much. Don't know if I can say that for certain. Um, if I had gone to another school, whether or not I would have stayed with physics, I wish I knew the answer to that. But I feel like me going down the physics major at another school doesn't mean that I wouldn't have found challenges to push me out of my ego that didn't involve me quitting physics. I don't think it was necessarily UChicago that had to be the thing that helped address some of the problems I was dealing with. It just was UChicago. Are you grateful for that? Yes. At the core of all the things that I want is to be loved and to give love. As a kid, I was always like, oh, I want to be a pediatrician. And I also, like, always wanted to be a mom. It was always about that people aspect. And that was never, like, something that I could... Well, now is is hard for me to find a career where I'm, like, people and relationship-oriented. I felt a lot of pressure to be a careerist coming to the school. Like... Oh, you're not getting 120k when you graduate a salary at a bank or like a firm or whatever. Well, you failed. Or if you're not doing that, if you're not in like a prestigious graduate school, like what are you doing? But I don't think I care as much about like what people really think about me. I think not that I didn't want to be happy before, but like from before college to now, I've changed in I was talking about my mom, I was just like, oh, I just want to be happy. Like, I just want to, like, move to a beach, live there, and, like, work. Like, I don't know, like... Why can't you? Well, yeah, she was like, we can do that. And I was like, yeah, you're right, we can do that. He lifts his head to look at not yet. Alone, idle before him is an angel hovering in the light before him. And without speaking a word, she says, go. Head turned towards the hole in the ceiling above, above, above. She points to a world above ground with more light and a lot more love. To finish, you're going to need more than a chisel. You need life. And when you return, I'll be here to help you.
I think at this point, I don't know if I'd redo anything. Because I think the journey I took was so important. Um, it led me to where I am. I mean, I think I picked up so much cool stuff and learned so much about myself in the process of breaking myself through trying at physics and pursuing a few different majors before I got to psychology. Those being neuroscience, thought I was going to be a doctor for a bit, uh, computer science, thought I was going to be a programmer for a bit, and then I was thinking about either philosophy or psychology, but then I ended up with psychology. But I'm really glad I got to try out those different things and to know that those weren't for me, and I kind of had to do them to find that out. My condo, I have kissed this away. But to it I must first say thank you. With my fingers clasped together, I sing. As I wander through the world in which I live, I search everywhere, everywhere for some new inspiration. But it's more than cold reality can give. Farewell and not fail. You're really making me sad now. Why? Because. Ugh, I hate you. Why? Because this is your farewell project and it makes me sad. Ugh. Boy. Ugh. Okay. Ugh, I hate you. Okay. When the going gets tough, the tough choose to fail well. Thank you, Mom, and Dad, for these hands and a home. This is my dream. Farewell, friends and failures. Farewell, 2020 vision. Glasses high to those who see clearer. Farewell, false fortune. And farewell, former me, to welcome freedom. This has been very therapeutic, by the way. Has it been? Yeah. I feel like I've had a catharsis in here or something. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm going to stop this. Everything in perspective.